Welcome to Paranormal Gateway First Stop. I'm your host Scott Wise and join me tonight at Bobby's Day Gala. But Bobby's been interested in all weird since very young age. Bobby Day is one day around last man, world class professional musician who has toured the country performing for colleges, resorts, trade shows, and television audiences. He is also an avid ghost hunter, published author, speaker, networking leader, corporate trainer, web series producer, musician, and creator of the International Observatory of Magic, the world's largest online school for magicians. However, his most significant accomplishment has been raising his two incredibly sound ghost hunting daughters, Nikki G and Courtney. In addition, he has been married to his wonderfully patient and beautiful wife, Renee, for over three decades. They reside in Rick Castle of Rosetto, Pennsylvania. Tonight he joins me for a second time to talk about some of our group's experiences and the evidence for our past investigations. So without further ado, I'll put my body back to the show. Time to do. <laughs> hey, how are you, Scott? I'm, do I'm doing great. How are you, boy? Great to be here again. Thank you so yeah, much for having me back. It's, a, it's an honor. You. I mean, uh, but it got to be up for the first time last month at yeah. the Battlefield Bash. That's right. And That's right. I yeah, got, I, we got the person. Got a, a picture of them too. I, I feel honored. <laughs> <laughs> no, the honor the honor was mine. Um, as soon as I saw you, I said, "Up oh, there he is." He said he was going to be here. There he that is. Might be, uh, by hell, how old I be? I forgot how to get my wife to take me, but she don't mind. Now, where are you coming from? Uh, Powell, Ohio. So, how long? How long of a drive was that? About six and a half, seven, six and a half, seven hours to my parents' house, where we stay over down there, and about forty minute drive to get us from there. Oh, that's not too bad. No, no. Well, I've been your PA almost all my life, and that I go there uh, a lot to the battlefield itself to do investigating. So I was oh, lucky great. because that closed Gettysburg. Yeah, we we did an investigation, um, and I guess for those who were um, you know who are watching this, you know the Gettysburg Battlefield Bash, the very large uh, paranormal convention. It's actually more of a networking event than it is an actual paranormal convention for the public because um, at least over the two years that I've been doing it, I see far more people in the industry coming to it than people off, off the street um, because we do raise money. And, and this, past, uh, this past event, we raised over $20,000 for Wounded Warriors. Wow, that's great. Yeah. We're really proud of it. We worked very hard. 
Um, I like to think a lot of that is due to the basket that Gallo family ghost hunters donated to the auction. <laughs> Everybody wanted the basket. I'm telling you. folks. <laughs> um, no, I'm just kidding. But we did donate a basket. Uh, I'm not kidding about that. Um, sure. But yeah, it was a successful event. I got to hook up with a lot of friends, including you. And, um, you know, I only wish it was longer because right. the days fly by. They go so fast. And you want to get at least one investigation in while you're there because it's Gettysburg. Right. And, you know, the, the battlefield is right there. Mm -hmm. So that's what we did. Um, one night we went out with uh, Gavin Kelly and Paula Purcell Kelly, his wife. And okay. we're very good friends with them. They're on mm -hmm. a they're on a number of different platforms. Uh, Truth and Legends in your hometown. So I'm going to give them a plug yeah. right now. Yeah, Gavin is, yeah. Gavin is an incredible videographer. Um, he's a very good cameraman, editor. I mean, he's a zillion times better than I am. Um, and they're very good investigators as well. But we went out. And uh, this time, um, he didn't get the first class camera work. He got the Sony Handycam <laughs> that we use. And we went out and we went to the hanging tree, which right. is, yeah, about a quarter mile from the Saks Covered Bridge. And I really wasn't expecting a lot, to be honest with you. I mean, we're, we're also tired from the day, you know, being at the booth and signing books and meeting people and hobnobbing that, you know, you get, you get out there at night and you're, and you're just dead tired, uh, uh -huh. more than the pun, but we <laughs> did get some really strange activity out there. And, um, I just edited and put out the video just this past week and it's already trending on BB three TV, which is a Facebook uh, TV channel as well as on YouTube. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's already in the past 30 days, it's the number one post on BB3. And we've wow. only had it up for two days. So uh, because it was very strange, you know, we were out there and it started out very slow. I mean, the video is 30 minutes long. So, you know, I think people are going to go to sleep in the first 15 minutes. But things really start to heat up literally after that 15 minutes. You know, starts with uh, spirit communication um really cool owl hooting which i thought was neat. and um but at the end the tree itself started to heat up and i've never saw that phenomenon before you know usually you get cold spots but in this case i had a temperature gun the entire time on the tree and you could actually see the red light because the temperature gun shoots a light that changes color as the temperature fluctuates and it was getting red it was red going all the way up the tree it was actually getting hotter than the surrounding area and the tree is dead. So it's uh, it was a very strange phenomenon that we have never seen before. And when the spirit through the spirit box told us to run as the tree was heating up, we ended the investigation. <laughs> run. So that was me, pretty me, me that I was trying to tell you something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was trying to tell us to get out of there. Yeah, um, you know that's the thing. Wait, you didn't give a hoot, do you? Well, I'm a little, <laughs> you'll see on the video that my daughter and my wife they, they want to leave, and I, I even think Gavin and Paula did too. Me, I'll stay there. I, you know, I'll, I'll be defiant in a nice way. I don't, I don't do the, uh, I don't do the, um, 
condescending, antagonistic, uh, you know, things that you see on some of these ghost hunting shows, but I'll stand my ground. You know, I understand that a lot of these spirits, especially in Gettysburg, you know, they, a lot of them died very horrible deaths or saw horrible things happen, um, that they may not want people poking around and saying, Hey, speaking to this little red light, you know, they are, um, they're there for a different purpose or can't move on for whatever reason. So a lot of them, a lot of times you don't get positive responses. In fact, last year when we were at Gettysburg and we caught a full body apparition at Spangler spring, the entire time it was telling us get off the battlefield, um, through a echo Vox, If you're familiar with that, mm-hmm. that yeah. Yeah. you know, mm-hmm. Danny Roberg. And, uh, so yeah, I mean, so, you know, a lot of people, they do ghost hunting for fun. I don't really do it for fun. I get fulfillment going out and doing it, but that's not the same as fun. Um, I'm looking for evidence of the afterlife. Mm -hmm. Um, But at the same time, you know, I enjoy doing it for the, uh, I guess it is an adventure, you know, and I guess it is fulfilling in that aspect, but I wouldn't actually call it fun. And I think when you're interacting with spirits like those in Gettysburg, I don't really consider that fun in the uh, dictionary definition of the term. All right. We've done investigation up there um, at a bed and breakfast. In fact, it was called Battlefield Bed and Breakfast. Well, there you go. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we got some EVPs and all that um, that were pretty good. Um, like we had one uh, in the barn. And back then, we, we were just started. I just started off at like the second year out. That's how long it was. I was like, 14 years ago, maybe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a long time ago. And we just started using the ghost box. Uh, later on, we situation went for a little bit, but um, at the bed and breakfast, there was um, different names and stuff. And uh, I, I, I think it was Journal Hootman uh, was the owner of it. Right. And, um, so, um, we were out in the barn, and, um, there was other names we heard about, and so we were asking out another, can you give me a name, and I'll play this one here for you real quick, and see if we hear what they're saying. I said, I'm not going to ask a question here, so I'll see if we hear what they're saying. Mm-hmm. I made it pretty long with the very end of that. Um, I want nothing fast for that. It's very yeah, there's long clip, but the very end. I should cuss about that. 
at the end, it's a great, I should have cut some of that out, but um, at the end, I think it's saying, I'm Rebecca. Hmm. So, we went in and talked to Indy, and there was actually uh, someone who lived there named Rebecca. So, <laughs> I confirmed that there. And uh, we, we got uh, three pieces of your drums playing uh, out in the fields. Right. And then, and we, I, I don't know how that on the ghost box from on uh, now. I don't think I have it. But uh, it said the uh, owner's name, Florent. But yeah, we went there a couple times. Um, but that was the, front, the best one we had there. It's uh, confirming a name. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, my most compelling evidence is EVP-based because every time I get another piece of evidence and I think that this is the blockbuster piece of evidence that's going to like revolutionize the paranormal field, I end up like debunking my own evidence. And in fact, um, you know, even in some of my books, some of the evidence that I presented, I am now kind of rethinking, was it paranormal? Was it not paranormal? But the EVP evidence that I've captured over the years, those are the pieces of evidence that seem to stand the test of time. Because mm -hmm. the more I play them back, the more convinced I am that that was a ghostly communication. And I mean, our most famous one was the, I think we talked about this on the last show. We may have, we may not have, um, where my wife and I were leaving a cemetery and I forgot to turn off my EVP recorder. Mm -hmm. And a female voice comes in that says, come back. And then <laughs> five seconds later, it says, don't leave now. Two complete yeah. sentences, very clear, very ethereal, very creepy, to be quite frank with you. And then, um, you know, I just recently at the Gettysburg Battlefield Bash that you and I were at, I was presenting and I did a lecture called Kids in the Paranormal where I presented some evidence um, uh, where the kids were involved in one way or another. And I have one EVP that says, come here, Courtney, which is my youngest daughter's name. Yeah. And then another one where my youngest daughter is reading off of a list of names because we were trying to match the names to a ghost box communication. And an EVP comes through that says, can you read? Because it was uh, unheard of for an eight-year-old girl to read back in the day. So mm -hmm. the were very curious about that. And uh, I go back and I listen to some of these incredible EVPs and I say to myself, there's no other explanation other than the fact that that was a spirit communication because it's not any of us talking and right. it's relevant to the situation that's happening. I find it that we get those less and less these days. And I think a lot of that is due to the fact that the kids are growing up and they're not beacons as much as they used to be. Right. Um, you know, Courtney, she used to see paranormal activity. She doesn't see it. She'll readily say, I don't see this stuff anymore. Cause as they get older, people, as people get older and you become more focused with life, the material world, you don't pick up as much from the ethereal world as you used to. And that's not just me saying it. I mean, that's been borne out over thousands yeah. of examples throughout the years. Yeah. 
Yeah. But with me, I I feel more in tune now. Over the good. years, yeah. So it it. I don't have to do a drain thing. I don't know. Maybe that helps. <laughs> yeah, and another thing, sometimes people have negative experiences and then all of a sudden that's enough to block everything out completely. And I think that happened to my wife to some extent. And um, because she was amazing back in the day. And after she had a negative experience, she's kind of like a little standoffish when it comes to investigating now. And I don't blame her. I don't blame her at all. Right. Um, all right. As long as she still goes out with me, that's all I really care about. She can do the camera. <laughs> right. But, um, right. you know, uh, we've got an AVP too, which is, you know, different from EVP. EVP is only heard on the, on the device, but an AVP you actually hear, and it could also be caught on a device as well. And I have one of those. I'll, I'll play it for it. Oh yeah. A good one. I have to hear it play it. I tell. I'm getting chill thinking about it. Yeah. Well, we were. Yeah. In, yeah, we were in Kings Mountain Battlefield, in Kings Mountain, um, North Carolina, and I, it was me of all people, heard the famous. And it's known for this. The area is known for this phenomenon. The famous phantom horseman of Kings Mountain. People will hear a horse mm -hmm. galloping through the park. Oh, really? Yeah. And, um, we're walking along and I hear it and I stopped everybody and I said, I hear a horse. And, and my wife and kids are like, no, I didn't hear. It. I said, I heard a horse. And sure enough, I had the EVP recorder going the whole time when I got home and did evidence review, there it is right on the recorder. You could hear the galloping mm -hmm. of the horse. And then the next time we went returned to Kings Mount, which was a different episode, my wife and I both heard it and recorded it, but it was very faint the second time. And only for a few seconds, but she heard it. So that was cool. That's cool. That reminds me of the galping bit. Um you got two empty cookouts bringing together. <laughs> <laughs> My friend on oh gosh. You're right. Um the the first the first investigation I did, um I was hooked at that. Um, is Zion Lutheran Church. Oh, wow. Um, it was built in 1818. Wow. And, yeah, it was an old church. I can't get in there anymore. Um, but, uh, first time I went, I was in the kids' nursery playroom of the church with, uh, the one girl who was with me that we took church to each other all night. Um, so I was with her and we were in nursery and we we did this tap on the table, you know, I made new voice that he did everything. And I get this, there's I guess two banks or something before it says it. But I could play it here once. Can 
he did? Can you tap on the table? <laughs> I heard. Yeah, I, I can't. Heard two, two distinct EVPs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, wow. Yeah, one up. Uh, one was the I think it was a male, and the one with the kid one still for laughing. Uh huh. Well, I just guess not though. Kids say I can't. I'm like, well, it's it shocked me. So I got that. Well, I'm going with obvious hooks. Okay. I I never. I never had any experience whatsoever before I joined this up. Um, mm. And then I got in that group and we did a few and then we left the group and started a different group for reasons that I don't want to talk about. But um, yeah, and then also, this, you're going to like this one too. We got a ghost choir. What? Yeah, I got a toy. It's the first time I got a real faint one I got. But this other time, Bill, the guy, was sitting on the video camera. And I, this was picked up on the audio from the video camera. Um, you can hear a little banging around. That's him, like, moving stuff on the camera. But it's in the background. This, oh my god, this, is, this gives me chills, too. Here we go. Really? Yeah. Wow. I would, run, I would run that through Audacity and amplify that. That's incredible. Yeah, I could do have one. That, yeah, I use Audacity. Yeah, that that, is, that yeah. is, I heard that clearly. Absolutely. Yeah. Wow. We have, we have, I look around, it sounds like the same divine well, I don't I look for songs that can with defining in it. And I couldn't find anything and I said that tune. Let, let me ask you a question. Um you were investigating a Lutheran church. Is it still a, was it still an active church? Like where yes. okay. Yes. So obviously you got permission to do it. Oh yeah. What what was the attitude of the minister there towards paranormal investigation? She, she liked him. She, we brought it back a few times. Really? So, yeah, she didn't care. I mean, we gave, we gave him a donation to the church. And we got to be out there by I five next great. morning. Yeah. I, mean, I think it's great. I really do. The reason I, I'm, I, I question it is because I don't know if people follow me on Facebook that are watching this, but I get attacked relentlessly by the a lot of people in the christian community i'm a, I'm a roman catholic so you know right but i'm just saying that i get attacked by a lot of people in the christian community for being a paranormal investigator and um most of them are fundamentalist or protestant right. christians and so i was just wondering you know there was an there's a great situation where the pastor didn't have any issues with it and i think that's awesome i don't think they should um i was just wondering why how you got permission to do that in, a, in an active Protestant church. That's that's okay. all. Well, I saw my guy that I knew. I knew that pastor. She was nice. Um, we, we showed herself and 
uh, she enjoyed it. We also got, I don't know how the clip line looks like that. Um, out walking in the graveyard, we were walking in the lawn front to him, and he goes, God, he goes, holy shit. He goes, what? He goes, I swear to God, I've seen like, something good about a camera. And play it back, and actually, you can see two like spirits fly by the camera. Oh, wow. Call that. And what else do we have there? Uh, also, we called the um, myself and the other girl were out. The forest had like Bill and Don and me and Angie, Angie was named. We are out in the uh, cemetery. Actually, yeah, there'll be a cemetery. And we are, while we're out there, they call, um, they also say the ghost of the usher is there too. Oh, wow. Uh, so there is a door when you go from the hall into the church, there's two of them doors on the church on either side. Right. So they saw a, a head go by. The, the window. Wow. That's crazy. And that. Yeah. And another interesting thing is um, there was a family that had, they have a tombstone. Um, what's their name? Titanic? Their family's right. all Titanic. But they're buried there. I guess the two sons perished. Um, but they had the, they, they buried the family in the, not in the stone, but they have a bigger monument for them, you know? Right. And one of the boys had the same birthday at the August 20th. <laughs> I, I thought it was weird. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I can't remember their name now, but. I'm proud of that part. Oh, going back to the I can't. Um, it's this little boy named Freddy. Freddy. Um, because there's one character from uh, uh, Project Somebody and he passed away at five years old. So I'm thinking that's probably him. But yeah, we got a lot of activity there. All the swords, the lowest swords, and all that. I'm talking a lot. I don't think I have anything else from that. Um, I don't know. Once I come back from there, I don't know. I'll play it one. It's called Come Back. Yeah, that's not too good. I don't know if Queer's the ones are. But, that's, um, we've been very fortunate over the years to get stuff we did. Um, go on almost every place we came out with something that was, you know, very high quality or classy and, or B or high B or something, because we almost got something pretty good for that. Um, right. In another place, um, we did. Uh, do, do you ever go to New York for any investigations? Well, uh, I mean, if you consider Sleepy Hollow, New York. <laughs> oh, yeah, I would love to go there. But... <laughs> well, we're going to be there. We're going to be there in the fall. Actually, we're going to be there next month in September. Can't believe next month is September already. No, no. Oh my gosh, that is that blows me away. That that I'm just like, yeah. oh, it's coming too fast. 
And uh, but I've been to the uh, old churchyard in Sleepy Hollow several times. Mm -hmm. And now you're not allowed technically. You're not allowed to. There's a little driveway that separates the old churchyard from Sleepy Hollow Cemetery, which is where all the famous people in New York are buried. And you're not supposed to investigate there. It's against the cemetery right. rules. Mm -hmm. so, so I've heard. Um, <laughs> but you, I just stay in the old churchyard where the headless horseman is supposed to tether his horse every night by the old tree. Um, cause they kind of can't keep you out of that part. That's like a historical, right. you know, um, uh, you know, churchyard, so to speak. So it's different from sleepy hollow cemetery proper. Um, but I've gotten some great evidence there and a lot of people don't realize this, but the headless horseman is actually based on a true story. Mm hmm there was a, a Hessian soldier that got his head blown off and he's supposed yep. to be buried in an unmarked grave in that churchyard. And I think I know where it is. Oh, um, yeah. yeah, I do. Actually, I kind of figured it out because what I did is I, you know, just basically took myself back, you know, a 200 and about 250 years because it was well before it was just at the very beginning of the revolutionary war when it happened. And, um, you know, the church, the church fathers would had to have known where he was buried, even if it was unmarked, because you don't want to dig it, accidentally dig up that grave when you're interring other people in the right. churchyard. Uh -huh. So if you look at the tombstones, what you really need to be looking for is a break in the line of headstones. Right. And there's only two places in that old churchyard that have a break in the line of headstones. One isn't very close to the church, but the other one is, and it's right next to the tree that is supposedly the headless horseman's tree where he tethers his horse every night. Mm -hmm. And it's huge. I mean, it's, it's, it's massive because it's 250 years old. All right. and it's the only tree that's that old in that churchyard. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was the one. So what I did is I used an SLS camera and I put it on there and Sure. And this might've been coincidence who knows, but you know, a lot of things we get in as far as paranormal evidence is concerned might be coincidence. Who knows? But if it is, it's like, why didn't I win that $1.1 billion Powerball? Cause it would right. be kind of odd. Yeah. Got a, a, yeah. Two SLS figures right where that grave one, one was the figure of a person without a head <laughs> and right next to him was a four-legged creature, which I'm assuming was a horse. Wow. So, I mean, e even in the legend, his phantom steed exists along with him, and they're both ghosts. So what are the odds I would get SLS stick figures right at a spot where I think the Headless Horseman is buried? All right. It's just one of those things. In fact, I was so impressed with the evidence, even though I don't know if it was actually paranormal, that I published it in my second book. Where is my second book? Oh, yeah. Just so happens that I have it right here. <laughs> well, upside down. Upside down. <laughs> Family Spirits too. Hey, you want to yep. hear a funny story about this book that happened at the Gettysburg Battlefield Bash? Yep. I, I'm sure everybody's heard of Brian Cano. He's, he's yeah, collector. Yeah. You know, he's very famous in the paranormal mm -hmm. industry. He actually sent somebody to the bash to look for me to buy this book. How oh. cool is that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. Right. He's cool. 
I thought I was trying to get him my celebrity. I tried. I'm going to try to get maybe. He's, got, he's a cool guy. Yeah, you know, it's funny about these para-celebs. Once you've met them a couple times, you realize they're regular people like you and I. <laughs> yeah. What the very the first or second time you're like, oh, I can't believe I'm meeting this guy in the flesh. You know, I mean, he's like one- me and you. I can't believe I met you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ah, uh, we have fun. We did have fun. We did have fun. I wish we could have hung out more, but like I said, yeah. there's so much going on and there's so little time. That it's right. really hard to get together with everybody you want to get together with when you're at these things. Yeah, yep. If you ever chance to pop Ohio or anything, I'll take you on a hunt. Yeah. Well, I, but in New York, I'm with I, I got that once. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna um show a slide here, whatever. Up before I yep, real quick. I'll write that. Sure. Uh, sure. Okay. Uh, place um in historic Palmyra, New York. Um, it's a museum and a Phelps Phelps General Store. And I don't know. And this ship should like uh yeah girl. Oh, that's neat looking. Yeah. So here, can you see my arrow now? I can see your arrow. Okay. All right. So here's the museum itself. All right. Here's right. Um, actress, and they have other things here. Um, look on these stuff, and there's the town of Palmyra on right hand side. Lots churches. <laughs> look at all those churches. Yeah, a, a, a story about I'll tell you a sad story. That uh, happened was there was a family that lived on that location plot, a house that maybe that that um, had a fire that um, the whole family perished except for the father who was out in town on a business trip. Oh. Maybe it been to yeah, you never know. Oh. But there, I think there's five kids. And um, they lived actually in this, I guess you saw one, right down the street of a half of a block down, was the name, I think it was called the Braden family. Wow. Um, I'll show you the Phelps, the Phelps store was actually their home. They lived upstairs. That's, That's Um, unbelievable. That's what a tragic story. Oh, yeah. oh wow! I can't even imagine Sorry. what the father went through. Yeah. Here's that Phelps store. Uh, we got one of our best ever APs right here. It's definitely a class A. But right there is the stairs upstairs. Well, if you look up here, in the back of the building back here, they had a dining room. And so we up there doing the EVP session. And I think uh, must have everything in the store, so that all the old store stuff and isn't that cool? They have like the old Lux and Fab and Spick and Span. I think it's neat. It is very neat. Yeah. So, anyways, um, 
Okay. We're upstairs doing the EPP session, and you know there's a fire in that building, whatever, uh, plot. And so we do EPS up there. We have a guy come along who helps out um, with the museum, and he also has a paranormal group. I guess we could tell you all. Yeah, yeah. We he show us some stuff, and uh, anyways, we just EPP, and he said about you know the guys came the whole way from York, Pennsylvania, to do something for him, and then you him say. Uh, did, is there a reason that word like came on the computer? But what he saw was, um, the light flashing in the data thing on the side of the computer. Which one, anyway. But that's that you'll hear this creepy, creepy voice. Let's see if we can hear what it says. something we think it's come on down with us <laughs> huh wow yeah i'm gonna Here try to, i'm gonna try to see if i can uh if i can get one of my evps up on my phone here yeah we got a few from there um what's up with the cat um, the thing I was talking about, except when it's cast tails, and the museum lady says that they're, you'll get all your cats all the time there. And it's, it's, it's kind of funny, I'll play this one, he talks about what it sounds like, if he steps on a cast tail, in the background you hear, meow, meow, like three wow. times. Here, I'll play it real quick. Like I have cats, I've, st I've stepped yeah. on my cat's tails before, <laughs> and it just had that distinct sound to it. That's something. Yeah. Well, we've had a number of cats. Uh, you know, it's really hard when people are just having a tour during the day. Yeah. You know, you can't really explain it to them. Sear? Like I have cats. Yeah. I've stepped yeah. on my cat's tails before. <laughs> and it just had that distinct sound to it. That's something. Yeah. Well, we've had a number of cats. <laughs> You know, it's really hard when people are just having a tour during the day. Yeah. You know, you can't really explain. It's there three times. Y yeah. How smart are this costume? They wear pink that up. Hello. Okay, I'm gonna. Let me see here. Okay. Now, we went 
through the entire cemetery. We did our tests. I'm gonna. We didn't get as much as we wanted to get, but we did have our digital recorder going the entire time. When we got home, uh, Renee and I, we actually loaded everything up on the computer. What we caught are actually two of the clearest EVPs we have ever gotten. They are going to blow you away. So what we're going to do, um, let me give you a little preface. We actually had shut off the video camera at this time, and we were walking back to the car, and we were just talking. The, the digital recorder was on the entire time. Now, um, I'm going to play the first one to you. What um, Renee's going to do now, because she's on camera, is she's going to pan over to the computer screen, and we have, uh, we cut the two uh, EVP clips out, and um, uh, we're going to play the first one for you. And this was just as we were walking back to the car. And let's see if you can hear exactly what it says. Let's try that again. Let's try that one more time. Now what we're going to do is we're actually going to amplify this so that you can hear it again. That is a clear EVP saying, come back. We were going to the car. We were leaving for the day. And an entity EVP is saying, come back. Listen to it again. 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 Now wait till the next one. We weren't out of the cemetery yet. And yet we captured another EVP. It's a female voice. The same entity follows up with another EVP. It's unbelievable, folks. I never had two in a row like this. Listen. Did you hear that? Listen to it again. 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 So basically, one was saying, come back. Okay, let me shut this off here. Okay. I got to shut myself up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> one says, come back. And then don't leave now. And those were actually separated by about 15 seconds. So those are probably some of the best EVPs we've ever caught. Yeah, we hit some good ones with yours too. Um, I see more here. Um, oh, uh, Paul Meyer, we had a little girl saying, pretty please. Um, a little, little, Here's the uh, Charles' voice. It's at the museum. I'll play real quick. If all is, I'll, I'll set an audio recorder on a tripod and just leave it there, and we'll go in the other building, and you'll hear the ball moving back and forth. Okay. Oh. If all is, I'll, I'll set an audio recorder on a tripod and just leave it there, and we'll go in the other building, and you'll hear the ball moving back and forth. Okay. Oh. If all is. Want to see that a uh, ball? 
You hear a little kid's voice going, "Paul, Paul, Paul." Did you hear it? Yeah, it's it's faint, but I heard it absolutely. Paul, Paul, Paul. You know, I never different tell what you. They're good. They're good EVPs. I got to tell you though, I like the choir. That oh. one, I, I yeah. really like that one. I and really that's, do. Uh, that's that's wrong, the kind of EVP I like because it's so different. Yeah. But there are some. Where's that? that. Uh, oh, here's one. Uh, we were doing a residential investigation in Maryland. Uh, they're probably 10 years ago. And uh, there, the stuff was moving around and they were getting. They're, we told them last year, but they were doing their their um, recorders, taking these and stuff. And, with the salt, shouldn't do that in your home. I always say, don't do that in your own home because you don't know what you know I mean. That's one of my cardinal like, rules. Yeah, so they they got a couple of things that we thought would be all right to go down. They had like uh, a spirit they say was sad, or a little girl they thought they had was. And so we were down, and we don't usually do this, but they wanted us to. Um, Bill, he didn't want to do a, a smudge. Thing. So we did everything one for there. I don't think because anyways, he was doing the smudging thing, and I was carrying the camera. And we got one of the weirdest things that I still get goosebumps. Um, now there's you'll hear like two loud knocks. I don't know what the noise it makes when. It's not like two bangs, and then you hear his voice. And uh, if that's what it sounds like when you're crossing over, you're a bit scared, to tell you, I guess. Right. But this is, it has two bangs, and then, um, listen to hear what she's saying. I'll play here. Wow. Very odd. Very odd. There's, I liked it, though. Yeah, it sounds good. It says, I think I was crossing over, Mother. I'll, 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 play, I'll play it again real quick. But there's two bangs. We didn't hear those bangs. So. Yeah, I think that's what she's saying. I, man. I thought it was weird though. I'm going to that voice. Like, oh. Yeah, that's a very strange one. That, I've never heard anything like that. Yeah. No, that, what was that? That was what I took a hat here. Um, but upstairs in the, uh, Museum there for the bedroom that uh, visitors did come and they had a, a, a guy who was a card player named Jack. And so I asked, they had playing cards and we had said, hey, we'll to play cards. And we think it sounds like him shuffling the cards. I'll play yeah, it. Cards. <laughs> I'm pretty good. Yeah, we'll break that deck out. 
Jack won't play cars. <laughs> I'm pretty good. Yeah, we'll break that deck out. <laughs> Jack won't play cars. Yeah, shuffling cards. <laughs> I thought it was weird. Uh, Pretty cool. What do you think is your best piece of evidence? My best piece? Well, one of the better pieces that I come down with was one of the retro ones. And it's her, particularly the ghost bar. That's probably my favorite. Um... But I, there, I mean, it's so hard to tell. I we have so much. So I have tons of stuff, you know. I need right now that right. we had such good luck with over the years. And um, yeah, I mean, it's hard to pick one, but I think that's probably our number one because the first two ears I had, I I got really good ears, and I can hear stuff that those guys can never hear, and like I can pull right. out. Of stuff. So last time, the first time I was there, I got a good square too, because I, I was listening to I saw that a little bit like that sounds like some, I saw it down to like it was like real, real slow, and then you could hear the background of car too on that one at the same church. So I called twice there after I was there. Right. Um. So that's I mean they they don't do it anymore. I think the shirts closed now. But, um, from what I heard, um, but, in another one, uh, I guess, Jerry Good, if I remember here in New York, you should go here. Hinsdale House, yes. Oh my God, I loved it there. We got to go <laughs> whole week, the whole weekend, and it's creepy, creepy, yeah. Right, I got you. Yeah, creepy and, uh, A-F. Yeah, A-F. I, I always have on my show that my that's where it comes out real so I I apologize for that but um you're gonna have to put a DD rating on your on your, you know up up on the corner of the screen yeah <laughs> well I have it I already have it for not for kids just in case well but, you know um, honestly I I everything I do in the paranormal world is rated PG because you know I guess you have to have parental consent no matter what even though. I had my kids investigating at eight years old, so you know. Right, right. But yeah, we have finished film and we got this. Uh, what happened was we're gonna decide, wind down for the evening. Uh, we're taking a break around ten o'clock, and a couple guys they smoke, so they have a cigarette. So I was out there, I said, "What the hell is that?" And as you hear like a little weird scream and howl in the woods. And we're like, I think out of time. I'm, my kid boy has to get out of time to hear it. But overnight, we just put a recorder out on the table or on the windowsill of the um, porch. That's right. in, 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 in a porch. It's cut and closed porch. And we fell down around 2, 3, 3 o'clock in the morning. It's also strange this. It's their birds showing a lot at that time in the morning. But we pick up the sound of howling for three minutes. Great. And uh, this, you, I'll play it for you. Because this is just, this kind of freaks me out too. Because there, there's, uh, there's no um, wolves or, uh, or no coyotes. And we look to see if there's a kennel nearby. But the weird sound 
What's really weird about it is when I first start recording, you can hear something mess with the quarter, and you also hear the grunt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then so you hear that, and then you hear this bird chirping, but you hear the hell in the woods. It's it just freaking out out here. It's awful here. I just see the tears go. Oh, I love that one. Yep. Do you hear the grunt? Oh, I hear everything. Yes, that the still that something moving around. Okay, where's the moose at? I mean, I've off. It's a bigfoot. It's a, it's a bigfoot orgy going on there. There's something <laughs> going on there. That's very, very cool, though. Very yeah. cool recording. It was like it's like three minutes straight like that, and we all heard like, well, we when we got a phone book, and he looked up. It's even kennels around, and but it sounds more. It's more like a mix of a howl and a. I don't know how to explain it. I yeah, mean, it's I, just I weird. Mean, well, something unidentified. Yeah, I I would definitely I would I would present that if you ever have some cryptozoologists on your show. I, yeah, yeah, I I did I sent it out to a couple of people and they said it sounds canine. I well, it may be a form, but it's more of a it's more of a howl, mm-hmm. I think. Then definitely I think not the, coyotes. Yeah, definitely not. No, that's too low for coyotes. And even the wolves, see how how many wolves and stuff. But the BS sounds like a ton. They were not wolves either. No. Um, no, that wasn't a coyote and it wasn't a wolf. That much I, I can right. tell you for sure. Right. I know too because I would I just investigated the conjuring house a few <laughs> months ago, the real one. Oh, cool. Yeah. Up in Connecticut. And my nephew was there. As a matter of fact, my nephew invited me. And uh we were outside and the coyotes were howling in the woods. And there, you know, look, 
there's nothing like being on the grounds of the conjuring house and hearing these coyotes howling in the woods, <laughs> you know, howling at the moon. I mean, it was yeah. nuts, right? I mean, I didn't have, I didn't get it recorded. Though. I'm like, yeah, that's the one thing I would like to have got. It was a, probably the best part of that investigation. Believe it or not, I'm one of the few people that didn't even have any experiences. Although I did get to spend some quality time with Annabelle. Oh, cool. Alone. Wow. For like an hour. Oh, wow. I'd do that. We just stared at each other. Yeah. Yeah. See you, pencils. There was some really, there was a really. You didn't lose lose that one. (laughs) Well, people go, you didn't touch her, did you? I said, actually, I inadvertently did. And let me tell you the quick story. We, um. I, I I didn't know what else to do. I'm, I'm here alone in this room with Annabelle, and she's in her case that says positively, do not open. Everybody's mm-hmm. seen the case with the cross on it and everything and the uh, devil card by the by the, the, the hinge. Yeah. So I said, well, let me get my EMF detector out, see if these, this dial's giving off any readings. And going around, I'm not getting any readings. And then I got to the, to the hinge of the door, the hinge, the actual hinge. Yeah. And the hinge started giving off EMF, like a lot, like it was pinning the needle on my EMF detector. I'm like, oh, well, this is weird. Maybe there's electrical wiring. So I went to get the caretaker of the conjuring house and I brought her in the room and I said, look, I said something curious about Annabelle's case. I said, the hinge is giving off EMF. And I showed her, sure enough, pinning the needle on the EMF detector. So she goes, I wonder if there's electrical wiring on the other side of that. I said, she goes, let's open it up. I said, it says not to open it up. The sign says positively do not open. She goes, oh, I'll open it up. And here I am like, we're opening up Annabelle. You're not supposed to open up Annabelle. She opens up the case. So she goes, well, look around the inside. So I'm looking around. There was no wires on the inside. And my forearm touched Uh, Annabelle. uh, uh. I know. Mm. Yep. Yep. So everybody goes, did you ever, you didn't touch her down? I'm like, yeah, I did. <laughs> Bobby. I know. I wasn't, <laughs> wasn't intentional, but I did touch Annabelle. So the real one. Right. Not the movie prop. Yeah. Wow. So I told her, I said, well, can you close Annabelle up now, please? Because, you know. Yeah. It was weird. Wow. We put a, we put a, we put a, um, a REM pod right next to her case and uh we were in the kitchen all of us and all of a sudden that REM pod started going off we peeked around in the room and there's a REM pod going off and there's nobody around Annabelle so that, uh, was, kind of, that was kind of uh that was kind of neat too but anyway I know I know we're, we're getting we're getting close to time here so I just sure. want to get him a quick plug here sure so anyway Anybody watches this on YouTube, remember I've written two books, Family Spirits, The Adventures and Evidence of Gallo Family Ghost Hunters. Try not to get a glare here. There we go. Um, This hit number three on Amazon in the adventure travel category. Very thick book. Um, And also Family Spirits 2, our continuing adventures and some great interviews in that book. Um, They could be had through Barnes & Noble. If you go to my website right there, ghosthunter.ws, that is our complete, that's our whole paranormal world. It's our web series where you can get the books, um, our merch site, even though our merch site is down right now, um, and some other really cool links. I've got to do your banner. 
<laughs> well, there you go. All of, the things, the... all of the things that I've I've done and some of the things I, I don't play music that much anymore though, but I was thinking right. of picking up my guitar again. There you go. Yep, there we go. I could I could uh see you play and I can sing a rubber ducky. There you go. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Make the rubber ducky squeak. Yeah. There we yeah, go. Nice. That was the first electric. Yes. Uh I had blast. Oh, it was fun. Yeah, it's kind uh, of talking to you. Oh uh, no, you detail. I mean, especially with talking ghosts. Well, this is a paranormal podcast, so I don't know what else we would talk about. I know with that, you know, I should say I shouldn't say that because I'm I'm a guest on a lot of shows, and they want to talk about me being a magician because they talk about ghosts all day long with everybody else. But to me, they want to talk right. about magic. So yeah. I'm like, uh, yeah, okay, but I want to talk about ghosts. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, I'll all try right, buddy. Too. Okay, Bobby, thanks again. It was a pleasure having you on. Thank you. Anytime. Anytime. Yep. Anytime. Definitely have you back. I've got a thing, uh, plans coming up real quick about Cornell yeah. or Yes. Well, what is basically coming up are my two events in September. I am going to be at the Hell House Paracon in Lehigh, mm -hmm. Pennsylvania. And I'm going to actually be doing a lecture there like I did at the Bash. And then uh, the very next week, we'll be doing the Sleepy Hollow Paracon in Sleepy Hollow, New York. I will not be lecturing there, but I will be signing books all day. So um, if you're in the area of either of those two events, please stop by. Would love to meet you. Would love to see you. I wish I go. <laughs> yeah. Can't be uh -huh. everywhere. I'm, we're the same way, though. So Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, I did get to meet you. And I was... Awesome. The, the so, day will come again. Next time we got to see if we could uh, find time to hang out a little bit. That would be. Oh fun. yeah, do do a few beers, do a few shots. You know. I would love that. You're speaking my language. <laughs> <laughs> All yeah. right, man. I'd love to buy you a beer, Scott. That'd be awesome. Right. Uh, you know, I'll buy you a shot. All right, there we go. Chase it with, <laughs> chase it with the beer. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right, Scott. All right. You have a right. wonderful night, my friend. You, you too. Thanks again for coming on. All right. Bye, everybody. All right. Happy holiday, everyone. <laughs>